24 of One Man Watchpoint and Overwatch podcast, where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of Overwatch. Now, if you're a returning listener, you of course know who I am. I'm Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM on all socials. Why not give me a follow? Reach out to me over on those social media platforms with questions, comments, concerns, whatever you've got for the show. And I will, of course, bring them up on next week's episode. Now, this week, I do have uh, something in particular going on over on uh, twitter.com or x.com if you are so inclined. Uh, There is a survey or a a short quiz that I've put out uh, sort of centered around mostly the Overwatch League, but also some general Overwatch questions in there. Um, It is very short, as I mentioned. I think it's six questions long or something like that. Um, I would kindly ask that if you do follow me on socials, please go and fill out this survey. You really don't need to know much about the overwatch league or anything like that if you don't have an answer for a question you can just leave it blank no questions are required to be answered but i do want as many results as i can possibly get so please 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 head over to twitter.com x.com and look for at sir drjm where you can find me uh tweeting about linking to my survey and everything now the one thing about that is i'm not actually going to talk about it uh or i might talk about some of the results but i'm not going to talk about uh sort of the actual point of it on one man watch point um you will have to tune in to ready set poem the ready set poem podcast where i along with my two co-hosts alex and chris uh meet weekly to talk about everything vancouver titans and toronto defiant and so this uh survey uh will be featured on an upcoming segment that i have for uh the end of the show kind of thing um and we'll of course be recording that tomorrow so head on over to podcast services everywhere spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, etc etc to find of course one man watch point where you can leave us a follow you can leave us a review five stars only of course or you can also look for ready set pwn uh which of course this same goes spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podcast services around the globe follow us leave us a review tell your friends all that jazz and check us out now if you are excited to hear more about the overwatch league if you're excited to hear more about Overwatch in general, please let's get going and dive on here. I'll do this alone if I have to. All right, so for this week's episode of One Man Watchpoint, this is episode 124. I've got uh, not a lot of news, that's for sure. Um, of course, if you follow the Overwatch League, if you follow Overwatch in general, you will know that there isn't really a ton going on right now. Of course, we did have some Overwatch League action this past two weeks. Um, and uh, that has concluded, which means that we now have our seeding for the Overwatch League play-ins um, that will be coming uh, or, or kicking off this upcoming weekend. Then we have, you know, a few subsequent weekends of Overwatch League play-in action to seed and, uh, you know, finalize those spots for the playoffs. And uh, then we will be into grand final season, which of course means that I will be heading to Toronto for the Overwatch League grand finals. So, point is uh things have slowed down a little bit we don't have a ton going on with uh, patches and things like that but we do have a little bit to talk about so 
I will get to that momentarily. Now, first things first, we have a couple PSAs for you. That's right, Twitch drops are, of course, up right now, um, as they have been for the past couple of weeks. The Mercy Contenders one has concluded, as has the uh, Torbjorn, I forget what it was, Leg Captain, I think, skin is what it was called. So hopefully you managed to snag those. There is still a Prime Gaming promotion for five free Battle Pass tier skips if you want to collect that. But current ongoing Twitch Drops campaigns. There's a Blue Steel Baptiste skin campaign going on right now. I believe it is a two, a watch two hours, watch four more hours, watch, I don't know, six more hours or whatever it is um, to earn that Blue Steel Baptiste skin. Uh, I did earn it already myself. Um, and although it's not a legendary skin, I don't think, um, it is a, a nice looking skin. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of it, actually. It's just got kind of a prestige look to it that I really appreciate um, and that I think makes Baptiste look really clean. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I did get that one, as I mentioned, although it doesn't compare to, uh, doesn't really hold a candle to, of course, Baptiste's best skin, which is the funky skin. But regardless, it's uh, it's very, very, uh, a very nice, nice clean look to it. So get in there, earn that. The other Overwatch uh, Twitch drop campaign that's ongoing right now is of course the Path to Pro Fall Season 2023 drops. So this is for specifically watching the uh, contenders and um, and uh, uh, Calling All Heroes uh, tournaments and things like that. Um, you have to watch them through, of course, Twitch, not YouTube, because YouTube doesn't do drops, but Twitch does. Um, and this is, again, one where you earn a spray first, and then after watching for those two hours, you can, of course, earn the Hanzo uh, Contenders skin, as well as the Kiriko Contenders skin. And I'm actually just pulling up the campaign now. It is the Calling All Heroes Farah, uh, and that is, of course, the first one. So I believe that's just a spray. And then after that, it is the Contenders Hanzo and the Contenders Kiriko skin. And that is the Path to Pro Fall Season 2023 drops. So get in there, get watching, earn your Blue Steel Baptiste skin, earn your Contenders Kiriko, Contenders Hanzo, and all that fun stuff for a couple more skins. So that's going to be it for our PSAs this week. And now we'll head on over and kick things off with a little bit of news. So the first thing we're going to talk about here, uh, again, we don't have a lot of news to talk about at all, uh, but we will jump over to the Overwatch Cavalry account on Instagram. That is at OWCavalry underscore on Instagram because they have a post here which ties nicely into our one and only news story this week. So, of course, they have a nice image here that says Hero Mastery Mode delayed until September 7th. And it reads, hashtag Overwatch 2 Hero Mastery has been delayed once more. Things are taking a bit longer than expected and the mid-season patch is now scheduled to release on September 7th. So, uh, that's all the post here says from the Overwatch Cavalry. Of course, uh, that's that's all I really have to talk about with them as well, but go follow them on Twitter and Instagram. But, as I mentioned, this ties nicely into our one and only news story over on .esports.com, posted on September 1st by Max Michelli, which reads, Overwatch 2 ranked system news could come soon, following dev blog delay. Every other Friday, Overwatch 2's game director Aaron Keller typically makes a blog post to the game's official website as a way to connect with players and let them know about what his team is working on. But this week, fans who were expecting to hear from Keller received a somewhat cryptic message instead. 
Keller said on Twitter today that this week's post was being postponed, but he didn't provide any details to explain exactly why that was the case. Instead, he just mentioned that he wanted to join discussions regarding the game's ranked system, which has often been criticized by fans. Quote, Our regular director's take is getting moved to next week, he said. There has been a lot of talk around ranked in Overwatch lately, and we'd like to join in on the conversation with that piece. It's unclear exactly what conversation Keller is referring to surrounding the game's ranked system. It seems like Overwatch's competitive system has consistently been a point of conversation since the game's inception, and that evolved as the game did with the launch of Overwatch 2 last October. Many fans have consistently expressed frustration with the Overwatch 2 ranked system because it stripped away the visibility of skill ranking, skill rating in favor of a system that is more commonplace in other p competitive PvP games. But it seems like players think Blizzard overthought things by implementing the updated system. Social media is often littered with players sharing their disdain for the lack of transparency that exists in the current system. While Blizzard has made strides to improve on the transparency with each player's rank update after 5 wins or 15 losses, it's been hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube after players spent years of knowing their exact skill rating after every match. Overwatch fans can likely expect to hear from Keller again next week. So, interesting stuff. I mean, they say likely expect to hear from Keller next week. Of course, that's simply because of the fact that this is the first time in a while he's delayed his message. Um, I would assume, given this one was pushed back, that we will hear from Keller uh, this upcoming week. Of course, that would be, let's look at the calendar, September 8th or so. Um, the interesting thing about that as well, of course, is that we know that the... Um, the patch will be dropping. The mid-season patch will be dropping on September 7th, I believe. I'm just going to quickly double-check that. And actually, that brings up something good to talk about from the Overwatch Cavalry as well, uh, which brings us back to the previous article, right? Hero Mastery Mode delayed till September 7th. Of course, as I mentioned before, uh, the mid-season patch is now scheduled to drop then. So that is, of course... The patch that will bring hero mastery so that's why it's been delayed it's been delayed simply with the patch of course there was another um another mention i thought about dropping there uh posted a couple days ago there new pre-download is available on the battle.net client uh for september 7th of course that is the mid-season pre-download so you can of course pre-download the patch if you need to want to whatever um you know if your internet's a little bit slower get on it now but anyways the point is this will now drop on thursday september 7th um, along with, it seems like there may be some changes to the ranked mode, of course. It does strike me as a little bit interesting for Aaron to say, um, he's not going to be putting out his regular blog post because of this. Um, that very much seems a little bit, uh, in my mind, and I don't want to say disingenuous because it's not to say that Aaron Keller is doing anything wrong here. I think he basically is just saying that, you know, they're working on some things and they don't have anything to talk about at this point. They Yes, they could talk about the upcoming balance patch on the 7th. Yes, they could talk about some tweaks they're making to characters or, um, you know, potentially other systems that they're looking at changing uh, or tweaking for the upcoming patch. Generally speaking, though, we don't get those things really all that out of the blue. They're usually pretty clear about them. So... It does beg the question, is there something larger happening behind the scenes here that they're sort of toying with or thinking about dropping uh, with this patch to really kind of give it a little more oomph? Of course, again, we know the Hero Mastery challenges will be coming, so that is a pretty hefty update, right? That was originally supposed to drop with Season 6 with the um, Invasion event, and of course they, they noted, you know, at release that they were pushing that back until early September. So people are now expecting that. 
Is there potential that that's being pushed back again? I, you know, anything's possible. Of course, we know that Blizzard or uh, uh, the Overwatch team doesn't necessarily have the best track record with promising and delivering on time or on the timeline that they say. So it's certainly possible that, uh, you know, all we're getting is some tweaks. I think, you know, at a minimum, we get some balancing changes and bug fixes. Um, hopefully, we also then do get the Hero Mastery challenges that they mentioned. I'd be curious how many we're getting. I think they've talked about... I want to say the number six sticks in my mind for some reason. Something like they've they've talked about it being ready for, you know, six heroes or dropping for six heroes or something like that to start. And then other hero mastery challenges for other heroes will, will happen later on. Um, but I'm hopeful that that's the minimum we get is the, you know, balancing and bug fixes plus hero mastery. But it would be interesting if they were able to drop some other things in there, uh, maybe some larger tweaks, either two characters uh, that you know they've they've also talked about in the past. Um, I don't think they would do that just because um, they've been pretty clear about oh yeah you know originally we targeted this for this character uh, you know Sombra and, and um, Roadhog both come to mind, um, but now they're pushing them back. So I don't think they would drop any large tweaks to a character like that. Um, but you know bringing up the ranked system does say that there's something cooking here um you know i don't think aaron would identify that specifically knowing the heat that the ranked system has got uh since the release of overwatch 2 right it has been contentious that's for sure a lot of people do not like it anymore um and and that's on top of the fact that they may have not been the biggest fans of it in overwatch 1 um it may be the case that you know i i were scratch that i think a lot of people were very hopeful that the rank system would be overhauled going into overwatch 2 it was uh changed significantly but in such a way that fans were not a fan of so for him to drop the fact that there's talk around ranked in overwatch says to me that they're they're probably thinking about dropping something rather significant uh in this patch um you know given the fact that the patch was pushed back but also aaron's director's take uh was was pushed back so in any case those are my thoughts let's stop that alarm that you may have just heard going off on my phone and uh that's it for the news so i think we can wrap things up there we'll head on over and we'll talk a little bit of overwatch league action this is it push forward all right so this past weekend in the overwatch league we had a whole host of games of course this was the labor day long weekend in i believe both canada and the united states so there was uh there was quite a bit of action as the uh, western region wrapped up and of course the eastern region continued with their plans is that what it is i'm just double checking the schedule here uh yes that seems to be correct uh knockouts sorry i meant knockouts that's what i was looking for there we go uh so let's do a quick recap of everything that went on so on saturday september 2nd we had games kick off of course there were no thursday or friday matches only saturday and sunday saturday games kicked off with dreamers taking a 3-1 win over pantera Pokerface taking a 3-0 win over Rhodes, The Soul Dynasty getting a win over the Guangzhou Charge, and Sin Prisa Gaming taking down former champions the Shanghai Dragons 3-2. Then, of course, we headed over to the West for our final matches for basically all of these teams. Um, in fact, all of these teams, exactly. The Vancouver Titans were handed an unfortunate loss to the New York Excelsior, with New York taking it 3-2. The Boston Uprising handled 
handled. Wow, I really rolled my L or D there. That was interesting. Uh, the Boston Uprising taking a decisive 3-0 win over the Los Angeles Gladiators. And, of course, the Florida Mayhem taking a decisive 3-0 win over the Los Angeles Valiant. Of course, those two matches ending the season for both the Los Angeles Gladiators and the Los Angeles Valiant, as well as almost uh, locking in or solidifying uh, their placement on the season for both of those teams. In fact, uh, yes, that, that did, in fact, lock in their placement. Heading on to Sunday, September 3rd, and back over to the east, we saw the Hangzhou Spark take a 3-0 win over the Dallas Fuel, blowing many people's minds. Poker Face took a 3-2 win over Dreamers. O2 Blast took a 3-1 win over the Seoul Infernal. And the Seoul Dynasty got their second win of the weekend with a 3-2 win over Sin Prisa Gaming. I continue to be mystified and completely confused about what's going on in the east. Coming over to the West, we saw the Toronto Defiant get a 3-1 win over the Washington Justice, uh, which is exactly as I predicted it would be, thank goodness, because uh, there were times when it was uh, looking a little more troubling for the Toronto Defiant. Houston Outlaws took a 3-2 win over the London Spitfire, um, and this one, I'm actually just going to pull up the details here because I'm curious... Uh, let's see. Yes, Houston won map one. That was Antarctic Peninsula 2-1. The London Spitfire then took Midtown 4-3. The Houston Outlaws then took whatever the third map was, 3-2, but it is, of course, blanked out as the website is broken. The London Spitfire then took New Queen Street 1-0, and, of course, the Houston Outlaws came back on Dorado to take it 3-2. I didn't watch this match, but those scores, to me, look like London is actually performing fairly well. Now, you look at, I would say, Dorado, the final map, 3-2. Uh, that shows that Houston did get a full completion and managed to halt London short of that. Um, of course, I didn't watch this match, so I can't actually tell you how close it was. But that seems decisive enough to say that, yeah, Houston had a comfortable win there. Um, but, of course, the 4-3 on Midtown, um, you know, does also throw into question a little bit of Houston's strength here, um, as, of course, does the new Queen Street win. Um, it is Flashpoint as that third map, so that would probably be why it doesn't show on the website, because it's a little broken. But, of course, Houston taking it 3-2, that's a pretty close map. So Houston may be looking a little bit shaky. That's a bit of speculation on my part, but potentially. And our final match of the weekend, Sunday, September 3rd, was, of course, the Atlanta Rain taking on the San Francisco Shock. Atlanta did take it 3-2. And looking at the uh, record here, uh, it looks like Atlanta took Busan 2-0. Uh, Atlanta took Numbani 4-3. So again, a close map. Both teams getting full completion, but Atlanta taking it that little extra step. Flashpoint was all San Francisco taking it 3-0. So definitely seems like... Um, uh, despite Atlanta taking Busan, of course, the control map to nothing seems like Atlanta maybe needs to study up a little bit on their um, on their flashpoint maps. San Francisco taking Esperanza one uh, nothing, and then Atlanta taking Route sixty six three nothing. So a decisive final round there for Atlanta. Um, so seems a little bit like um, you know some some shakiness, some nerves there on flashpoint for Atlanta. Um, and then Houston, you know, playing closer on Flashpoint for Lon with London, um, ultimately getting the win. So maybe not as much of a concern, but certainly some of these uh, more dominant teams seeming to struggle with uh, Flashpoint. So anyways, 
that was your matches for this past weekend. Now, if we take a look at my pickums, of course, we'll look at, I'm just going to pull up the Eastern region. Of course, we had the Summer Knockout East, Summer Knockouts East A was this past weekend. And I'm just trying to see here. Oh, they haven't actually added these scores in here. Uh, so let's see. Do I really have anything to talk about here? Not really. My brackets are totally busted, of course, as I have no idea what's going on in the East. But if we look at what was going on in the West, I had every winner correct, except, of course, the Vancouver Titans and the New York Excelsior. Vancouver really should have taken that win. That would have pushed them into a comfortable fifth slot in the standings overall. Of course, they are still in fifth. Um, but they do actually have the same record as the Toronto Defiant in 6th and the San Francisco Shock in 7th. Of course, Vancouver has a plus 7 map differential, whereas Toronto has a 0. That's right, an even, a perfectly neutral season. They finished 8-8. Eight and eight. And then San Francisco having a negative 3 map differential, putting them in 7th. So in any case, I would have expected, I mean, I did obviously by my preds, expect Vancouver to get that win against New York. That would have put uh, Vancouver uh, at 9-7 and seven rather than 8-8. Eight and eight. And of course, where does that leave New York? Well, New York would have been 6-10, and 10, same position as the Washington Justice. However, the Justice would have actually, uh, I believe, potentially, or depending on their score against Toronto, Justice and New York could have swapped places in the ninth and 10th positions. But the real question, does that matter? Not really, because they are going to play each other first in the uh, in the play-ins, of course. So that's Pick'ems. Uh, but before we get into who's playing who next here, let's pull up real quick. I'm just pulling things up here. I'm going to pull up the regular schedule as, of course, the East and West are still playing their knockout stages. Um, and then I'll jump over to what's actually upcoming this weekend for the uh, for the upper bracket round one, the upper bracket quarterfinals, the upper bracket semifinals, etc., etc., in the West. So jumping back over to the East, Saturday, September 9th, we have Poker Face taking on Dallas, the Dallas Fuel. We have the Soul Dynasty taking on the Soul Infernal. That's right, a battle of the souls. Then on Sunday, September 10th, we have the Hangzhou Spark taking on a TBD opponent based on who wins from, I'm assuming, the Poker Face and the Dallas Fuel match. And then after that, we have O2 Blast taking on, again, TBD. I'm guessing it is the winner of the Two Souls match. Um, so, And that will be, of course, your... Um, your knockout stages for the uh, for the eastern region, and then after that they will be beginning seeding and things like that for uh, actually qualifying for finals. So, moving on from there, we head on over to the west to look at the bracket for the Overwatch League 2023 Season Six play-ins. So, of course, this all starts Saturday, September 9th, and I'll I'll read these matches off and then I'll kind of go into what the actual bracket looks like because uh, of course this is bracketed play now um, I believe it's double a limb to find out who actually qualifies for the grand finals playoffs so starting things off on 1 p.m Saturday September 9th we have the Washington Justice taking on the New York Excelsior that is of course your upper bracket round one now they are the only team that will face off um, in this upper bracket round one because of course they were in the standings they were in those final two spots uh, the ninth and tenth positions in the west after that we have the upper bracket quarterfinals 
Um, now, a couple of these matches have already been seeded based on placement again. So we then have the number eight London Spitfire taking on the number seven San Francisco Shock. That is, of course, at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, September 9th. And then at 4 p.m. on Saturday, September 9th, we have a TBD opponent against the Toronto Defiant. And again, that is because Toronto is in the sixth seed. So they will face off against the winner of the New York versus Washington match. Um, of course, New York, a, a team that I believe Toronto beat at least once this past season. Washington, of course, a team that Toronto just handed uh, the, their dinner to this past weekend. So it could be a rematch, could be a bit of a grudge match if Washington wins it. Um, and if they don't, and it ends up being New York, still a bit of a grudge match, but a little you know less fresh in everyone's minds. But regardless, uh, an exciting one for sure. Now, that is your upper bracket quarterfinals. That is your Saturday, September 9th play. On Sunday, September 10th, uh, I'm looking between Liquipedia here and the official Overwatch League schedule, and it does say that these matches are TBD versus TBD. Now, what I'm not sure about that is, I'm just checking dates here. So if I look at Liquipedia, that's September 9th, September 9th. Okay, September 10th and September 10th. So the Liquipedia bracket actually does have the um, initial opponents already seated there. So I assume this is correct. Um, and this is what it'll look like on the Overwatch League website as well soon or once it updates. But Sunday, September 10th, we'll, we will have two matches. We will have both of the upper bracket semifinals. These then seed the lower bracket quarterfinals um, as well as, of course, the upper bracket final. Ooh, very interesting. I think I know who my prediction is going to be there. So uh, getting back to Sunday, September 10th, 1 p.m., it is going to be the Boston Uprising facing off against the, uh, I believe, the winner of the San Francisco Shock versus London Spitfire match. And then at 2.30 p.m., of course, Mountain Time, it will be the Vancouver Titans in the fifth seed. Uh, sorry, Boston in the fourth seed previously. Vancouver in the fifth seed taking on the winner of the Toronto Defiant uh, against the winner of the New York Excelsior and Washington Justice match. So likely Toronto. I'm just throwing it out there. That is my prediction. It will be Vancouver versus Toronto. The flip side of that, of course, is if these... Uh, the upper bracket semifinals, the games on Sunday, get to pick their opponent based on the winners from Saturday. Uh, I know we've seen that before. Generally speaking, it is for grand finals. This is for the finals, and it's for that first round. Uh, it is not usually for uh, you know a semifinal round or anything like that. So I'd be a little bit surprised if if they do get to pick their opponents. I think it will be Boston against either San Francisco or London, and then Vancouver against either Toronto or Washington or New York. I suspect this means that on Sunday... Oh, there's another alarm. Hope you enjoyed that one. I suspect this means on Sunday, September 10th at two, approximately 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time, we will see the Vancouver Titans face off in the third Battle of Canada of the season against the Toronto Defiant. Now, what does all that mean? Well, all that means that the losers in those matches do then get seeded into the lower bracket quarterfinals and of course the winners of those matches go to the upper bracket final that all kicks off september 16th uh, we will then get a couple more finals on the uh, september the 17th but of course that's all to come later i don't i don't need to go into that 
If I had to put money on something right now, I think it's going to be Boston versus Toronto in the upper bracket final. I suspect Toronto may then get sent to the lower bracket final, but there's still a good chance Toronto then qualifies for their own playoffs in Toronto, which I will of course be at. So that's very, very exciting. That is a that's a, a lot of speculation there. That's a lot of finger crossing and you know hoping and holding on to a prayer that uh Toronto <laughs> manages to hold their shit together um and not have a massive collapse. For all intents and purposes, and from everything we saw this weekend, they are very well suited to this meta. Everything we're hearing is that they are killing it in scrums, uh, scrims, sorry, not scrums, scrims. Um, the Scrimbucks stock exchange has placed a high value on Toronto stock right now. So that is very exciting. And we're really looking forward to hopefully seeing the Toronto Defiant, of course, in, uh, in the grand finals in Toronto. The flip side of that, Vancouver faces off against Toronto, very likely. Vancouver gets knocked to the lower bracket finals. Depending on who is down there with them, honestly, I would be inclined to say as long as Toronto and as long as Boston don't end up in the lower bracket finals with them, with the Vancouver Titans, they could make a run. And they very well could make it to playoffs as well. Um, Now, of course... Looking at the brackets and the seating right now, I want to say it would be impossible for both teams to qualify. Give me a minute here, and I'm going to review this bracket just to make sure I'm certain of that. Okay, I did my review. I'm about 99% certain that that is correct. I think because of the way the seating works, uh, because both Toronto and Vancouver are in the sort of, I don't even know how to phrase this, the same slot, um... I believe that means that they will face off in the upper bracket semifinals, uh, assuming Toronto wins again. They could then face off in the lower bracket uh, somewhere, but because they they would have to face off in the lower bracket, it means, of course, only one can win. Only one can then be sent to grand finals. Um, Either Toronto or Vancouver would have had to be in the upper brackets for uh both teams to then qualify right if toronto well i guess it's honestly looking at the standings again both teams ended the season with the same record eight and eight vancouver though does have that plus seven map differential toronto has a zero map differential if vancouver had placed in fourth instead of fifth now that does mean uh three more wins than they actually got of course that would be uh placing them in fourth where boston is currently that would have placed Vancouver in the upper bracket, um, which could potentially mean that both teams go. Now, the other side of that is if Toronto actually placed lower, in fact, one spot lower. Oh, man, that hurts. Now that I'm looking at all of this, putting connect, connecting all the dots, if Toronto had placed one slot lower, if they had placed in seventh, uh, which the only difference was three map losses. If Toronto had three more map losses on the season, they would have been in seventh. They would have been in the upper bracket quarterfinals. Uh, sorry, in the, I guess, top slot of the upper bracket quarterfinals. And then again, assuming they beat Boston, who's a very tough opponent, they could have, in fact, or we could, in fact, be seeing both Vancouver and Toronto qualifying for the Grand Finals. I don't think that's going to happen. Again, 
looking at this bracketing, it's, it is all a bit of a head scratcher and it's a lot of, you know, because none of this is interactive. I can't, I can't drag the tiles and everything just looking at Liquipedia and, and the Overwatch League schedule. Um, but because of that, uh, it does not seem that we can have both Canadian teams qualify, which is a bummer. But regardless, for all intents and purposes, the, the rumor mill says Toronto is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, so should be very interesting. And it should also be an exciting uh, battle for Canada, right? I think the first time, don't mark my words, but it could be the first season where we've ever had three battles for Canada uh, and all in a relatively short period of time because I think the past two uh, were within two weeks of each other. If There may have been, it may have been three weeks, but they were all very close together. So very interesting stuff, very exciting stuff. And of course, that all leads us to having two qualified teams that will go to grand finals. Uh, I believe, yeah, I'm not too sure what the bracket looks like for grand finals, but in any case, we do know at this point that the Atlanta Reign, the Florida Mayhem, and the Houston Outlaws, of course, the top three slots in the West, are all qualified to grand finals. That's why they do not appear in this bracket. That's why they do not have to play through the play-in bracket to get to grand finals. Um, they are all a lock. Atlanta has the top seed. Of course, they are, I'm just maximizing my window here, 14 wins, two losses on the season, and a plus 33 map differential. Florida Mayhem is in second with 14 and 2, same record as Atlanta, but a plus 29 map differential, so four map difference. The Houston Outlaws in third with 13 and 3 and a 21 map differential. So those three teams are a lock for Grand Finals. We will be seeing all three of them there. Of course, very exciting stuff. Um, Atlanta traditionally in, in the past has always been that sort of gatekeeper team, that fifth place, that... Uh, you know, team that has a lot of promise but can't seem to beat the teams above them, but, you know, does manage to beat all the teams below them. Very similar to a Vancouver Titans this past season. Um, some would argue a Boston Uprising this season, maybe. I think Boston was a little bit better than a gatekeeper team, um, but that's just my opinion. Um, in any case, that's kind of been the perception of the Atlanta Reign. Of course, we know they built a bit of a super team this season, um, and uh, certainly look very strong um, going into fin grand finals. The Florida Mayhem, on the other hand, in the second slot, of course, just barely missing out on that first slot. You know, um, if Atlanta had taken a loss, of course, then then Florida would have taken the first slot. Florida looking like an absolute dominant force. Uh, they are scary. If I were to put my money on a single team to win it all right now, I would pick Florida over the Atlanta Reign, which seems crazy because the entire first half of the season, the Atlanta Reign were absolutely stellar. Um, they were just completely dominant uh, and absolutely destroyed the competition, just blew them all out of the water. Of course, both teams end up with, uh, with the same record on the season. So that kind of says that Florida was as well. I think they were just, you know, maybe a little more spread out. Somehow they're... Their losses were a little more interspersed in there, even though there were still only two, but uh, Florida really seems to be on the up and up nowadays. And then, of course, the Houston Outlaws, also no, you know, uh, not a team to shake your finger at with a record of 13 and 3 and 21 map differential. They only have one more loss than those uh, first and second place teams on the season. Of course, nobody got a perfect record this season. Nobody had a zero loss season um atlanta however it did come very close to beating the san francisco's uh san francisco shocks former record well i guess still existing record of uh most wins in a row um the atlanta rain i believe if they had won 
the first match they lost, they would have set a new win, a new record for consecutive wins in a row. So anyways, Houston looking like a another dominant player. Um, although again, both Houston and Atlanta looking to have a bit of weakness going into these grand finals based on what we saw um, this past weekend, right? A little bit shakier than I think people would have liked to see them uh, playing. Uh, of course, Atlanta playing against... Who was Atlanta playing against? I'm drawing a blank here. Houston playing against... Oh, Atlanta played the San Francisco Shock. Houston played the London Spitfire. Just dawned on me there. Um, so again, both of those teams looking shakier than we'd like against the 7th place and 8th place teams in the rankings. Um, and maybe that just speaks to how these other teams are playing the meta more so than than how uh, these top teams are playing right now. And by all means, those top teams already knew they had qualified, um, already knew they had their positions locked. Maybe they were easing up on the gas a little bit, taking things a little bit easy. They do now, of course, have a bit of a break, right? They get, I'm just pulling up a calendar. Do, 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 do. Oh, I would pull up a calendar if I could find one. There we go. Uh, they now have a two-week, uh, one, two, three, basically a three-week break until they resume play. Eh, call it two and a half week. No, one, two, three. A three and a half week, just about three and a half weeks uh, to really kind of uh, zero in on what they need to uh, and really, really work hard on improving those weaknesses that we may have seen this past weekend. Of course, as I mentioned, uh, Flashpoint for uh, for Atlanta, um and things like that. I'm no expert, and I didn't even watch those matches. I'm just guessing based on the scores. But I digress. Exciting stuff. Of course, the hype is real. The hype is there. We're moving on into play-ins now, and uh, there should be some very exciting matches this upcoming weekend. So once again, just in case you were a little bogged down in all of what I just suggested, Saturday, September 9th, 1 p.m., we have the New York Excelsior facing off against the Washington Justice. Saturday, September 9th at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time. We have the San Francisco Shock facing off against the London Spitfire. And then Saturday, September 9th at 4 p.m. We have an undetermined team or a yet-to-be-determined team facing off against the Toronto Defiant. That will, of course, be the winner of the New York Excelsior versus Washington Justice match. So likely a rematch there with the Washington Justice if I had to put my, uh, my money down. Then... Of course, coming down to September 10th at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, we have the Boston Uprising taking on the winner of the San Francisco Shock versus London Spitfire match and the Vancouver Titans at 2.30 p.m. taking on the winner of the Toronto Defiant versus New York or Washington match. So again, another very exciting match. That What does that mean for this show? What does that mean for the Ready, Set, Pwn uh, podcast, which of course you can catch on podcast services everywhere this coming Wednesday. Um, every Wednesday, in fact. That means that we will have minimum two very interesting matches to talk about. And I say two because specifically, of course, uh, here on One Man Watchpoint and over on Ready, Set, Pwn, we do, of course, focus a little bit more on the Canadian Overwatch League teams as we are, of course, both Canadian products and we enjoy our Canadian teams. So two matches for certain to be had, uh, one Toronto Defiant against another team and the Vancouver Titans against another team. However, very likely that it is a Toronto Defiant against another team and then a Vancouver Titans against the Toronto Defiant as well. So... Very exciting stuff and very much looking forward to what happens there. 
that'll be it for this upcoming weekend. And then, of course, September 16th, we have some further play. September 17th, we have further play, and we then know who is qualified and who we will be seeing at the Grand, the Overwatch League 2023 Grand Finals. And with all of that said, that's actually going to be the end of the show. I did manage to stretch this out. I see we're hitting about 40 minutes here, which is longer than I thought we would go because uh, simply because I didn't have a ton to talk about. Obviously, there wasn't a ton of news. So without further ado, let's head on over to the outro. I feel greatly empowered. Thank you so much for listening to episode 124 of One Man Watchpoint. This is, of course, an Overwatch podcast where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of Overwatch. If you are a returning listener, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for coming back. Shout out to everyone who is returning and of course also shout out to everyone who does uh interact with me over on socials as i mentioned there uh over on twitter i do occasionally post things and i do occasionally uh like to interact with people if they interact with me i say occasionally because it's not too frequent that people are interacting with me over there but hit me up over there if you are able you can of course find me on all your favorite uh, social media platforms at Sir DRJM. That's at Sir Dr. JM. So why not give me a follow? Reach out to me, interact with me. As I mentioned, I'd love to talk over there. You can, of course, find One Man Watchpoint on all your favorite podcast services. That's Spotify, that's Apple Podcasts, that's Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. So give us a follow, leave us a review, tell your friends, and all that jazz. And of course, if you enjoyed what you heard here today on One Man Watchpoint, check out the Ready Set Pwn podcast available on podcast services everywhere. Of course, over there, we focus on the Vancouver Titans. We focus on the Toronto Defiant, and it's a little bit more Overwatch League-centric. Obviously, this episode is a bad example of One Man Watchpoint not being Overwatch League-centric because we talked a lot of Overwatch League. Of course, we're moving into Grand Final season. All of September is basically Grand Final season. So expect more Overwatch League talk if you come here. That said, on tomorrow's episode of Ready, Set, Pwn. Now, of course, we record tomorrow. It doesn't post till Wednesday. We have a special game that we will be playing, produced by yours truly, that's at Sir Dr. JM, at Sir DRJM. I'm very much looking forward to it, but if you could do me a favor, head on over to Twitter, go to my profile, follow the link to the survey that I've tweeted out. Uh, I have quote retweeted uh, a message from Ready Set Pwn where they were kind enough to share the link to my nice little survey. It's short, it's six minutes, it doesn't take much thought at all or much knowledge at all. I just want as many results as I can possibly get so that I can bring some serious results to the show. Now, when I say serious results, I mean, I'm going to be playing a game show. So just, you know, be aware of that. It's not too serious, but I'm very curious to see what the results are. I, I think it'll be fun. So that's going to be it for One Man Watchpoint, episode 124. Catch us next week for episode 125. That's right. Uh, 25 past 100 and only 25 episodes after that. We'll be hitting 150. We'll catch you next week. Oh, you shouldn't have.